This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys and welcome to Oh What A Night. We're bringing you uh, a very special podcast from within quarantine. Everyone isolated but we've got a great lineup for you as ever. Uh, in our flying wingbacks roles this week, Jude Summerfield, Hunter Godson. Hey, up. Both surviving quarantine. Jude, how are you getting on with Roma? Last time we spoke, you were you were in, a, in serious trouble on Football Manager and had lost the dressing room. It's actually got a whole lot better. Um, <laughs> so they gave me the old um, 11 points from five games ultimatum at the right. very end of the previous season. And then I went and smashed it and got 12. And now we're like top of the league after 10 games in the, uh, in the second great. season. So uh, it's all bellissimo, yeah. <laughs> and Hunter, how are you getting on, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. You know, it's uh, it's a weird, weird time, isn't it? You just have to sort of get on with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you and I, when we WhatsApp every morning, I think the WhatsApps tend to say exactly the same thing. We're starting to get into this sort of lather, rinse, repeat cycle. Like, yeah, what are you up to, mate? No, not not a huge amount. <laughs> not yeah, a huge there's, amount. A, there's there's a finite amount of things you can do. Uh, yeah, within your, own, within your own home. Yeah, yeah a, a few specific things. Um, in our in our very own Glenn Hodderroll, John O'Blaine flies in. How are you doing, mate? Hey, yeah, I'm good, mate. Look, we're unbeaten since the 10th of March, so it's all good. <laughs> That's the attitude. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Keep it positive. And then our mercurial striker, Dan Kilpatrick. How are you, mate? I'm very well, thanks, mate. And can I just say to Jude... There was um, there was one football manager game where Roma were unbelievably fun to play with. I think it was o one o two when they had Batistuta and Montella up front. Yeah. Can anyone confirm this? Uh, that's one for the comments. Can't, yeah, can't confirm, so. but it sounds sounds good. Yeah, it sounds very juicy. Lineup. They used to be my pick, and I think they had Cafu right back, uh, oh. and some quite cult like centre halves like Aldair as well. Um, oh yeah, they were, they, were, they were good. It was, good, it was a good time. I might fire that up, actually. I've got nothing better to do. I was going to say, <laughs> who's, gone, who's gone into the wormhole? Who's sort of got into the football manager danger circle? Not no, me not yet. Not yet. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I want to fire up Chapman. This has got me thinking about football manager Italia, which was out at one point, which was just, just the Italian league. Oh. Yeah. Oof. Niche. Hunter, have you gone in yet? No, I'm actually trying to avoid it because I, I know what I'm like and I'm, 
got a bit of an addictive personality when it comes to that sort of thing. If I if I jump onto a seat, I always like to try and take when I when I was growing up, I always like to try and take um, Betis to the title or take Brighton all the way up when they're in the when the league one. Uh, it's so risky. It starts to play with your. Uh, it starts to play with your like body clock, doesn't it? But you find yourself going to bed at six a.m. and you're like, "What's going on here? Like, what, what am yeah, I actually I've doing got, now?" Dangerous. I've got no. Uh, yeah, I've got no power to to withhold from the game. Once it's on the Mac, that's me. I'm in. Just so embrace it. The horrible feature that used to tell you how long you've played for, which always yeah. massively <laughs> yeah. depressing. That is a horrible feature. It's the moment you get to. Changing your pants inside out saves on washing is when you're like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Right. Um, let's launch into our Oh, What a Night. Nice and positive. Nice and uplifting. Tuesday, 22nd of January, 2008. Does anyone know what I'm going for here in terms of results? Sounds like a League Cup semi-final. Oh, Hello. Hmm. Uh, so what do we reckon bit, that uh, Arsenal 5-1 it, it is Arsenal 5 oh, Joe flies in yeah. top marks yeah. top marks straight in there um, shall we uh, do we want to do, do, do goal score actually no, let's go with the team and what we'll do this week is we'll pass it round so person by person and I think we'll knock people out as we go um, And so it doesn't have to be in order this week because this is a little bit harder but um Dan K, as you're top of my screen, do you want to try? Do you want to try and pick a player first that played in that semi-final? Yeah, I'll go um, Genus. Genus did play. Okay, Jude, you're next. Uh, I think he scored. Steve Malbronk. Malbronk did play. Well done. Great shout, Jono. Uh, Lennon definitely scored. Lennon did score, and he did play. Yeah. Um, I will allow you guys to name substitutes as well, Hunters. That makes it a little bit easier. Okay. Uh, Chimbonda. Mm-hmm. Chimbonda started. Yep. Well done, Dan. Any guys? Robbie Keane. Robbie Keane's in there. Well done, Jude. Uh, Michael Dawson. He yeah. stole. He stole my pick. <laughs> Huddleston Huddleston did come on Uh, he came on in midfield Um, so we're left with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 still 7 to go including some subs so let me tell you who's been said so far we've had Genus, Malbronk, Lennon, Chimbonda Keane, Dawson and Huddleston Uh. King? Ledley King was in there. Clutch player, wasn't he? he? It felt like even when he was absolutely crippled and broken and couldn't do anything, he would just be like, oh yeah, we've got a huge game this weekend. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Get in the pool. <laughs> Get in the pool. Get running in the water again. Um, Dan, it's back to you, mate. I will go for... Timu Tainio. Yes, well played. Excellent shout. Pulled out of left field. Jude, have you got some... There is still one um, very, very... I'm going to go one. with Berbatov. Stop stealing my picks, man. Yes, there he oh. is. <laughs> okay, getting a little bit harder now. 
I think he played in the final. No, too early for Modric. Um, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you. Paul Robinson. No, it was not. Jono's out. (laughs) Disaster. (laughs) Right. On to you, Hunter. Oh, this is tough. So, one player who played went on to become very good elsewhere, but was probably a bit average for us. I feel like Hunter's getting a lot of clues here. Every, every time it's his go, there's a kind Everyone, of this Look, Dan, a... people want me to do <laughs> well. <laughs> like, let home, the people... Oh, I know, talent. is that uh, Boateng? It is Boateng. Boateng. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've got uh, three to go. Dan, on to you. I'm going to gamble that Chimbonda played left back, not right back, and go for Alan Hutton. No. Dan, <laughs> oh, Dan no. drifts out. So Dan drifts it's, it's, out. It's, it's a straight shootout between our wing backs this week. Jude and Hunter. Jude, okay. what have you got for me? Right. Well, <laughs> if it wasn't Alan Hutton, was it maybe um, Vedran Choluka? No, it was not. Oh, this, oh my God. <laughs> this is for the steal. No surprises, Hunter's won this. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> no alarms no, no and no surprises. It's going to be like Liverpool in the league, isn't it? It's not going to mean anything. Um, well, does that mean our left back is is the one and only uh, Lee? It was Lee. <sighs> oh, Lee takes it at the buzzer. Now, you guys are going to absolutely kick yourself um, for the player that we've missed. I mean, we've missed the keeper, which was Cherney. Um, who was, Would not have got that. Was, I mean... <laughs> That's so left field. Jermaine Defoe ah. came off the bench. Ah. Oh, of course. Criminal. Absolutely. Yeah, he's all right. Um, goal scorers. <laughs> Who can remember the scorers? Jenna's uh, got one. Yeah. Le- Lennon got one. Yeah. Did LeBron get one? Yeah. He did. Uh, Bentner own goal. <clears throat> I knew you'd get that one, Jenna. Any opportunity to put the boot in on Bentner. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Keane. Yes. I, and it was Robbie I, Keane and then Adebayor scored for them right good stuff well, I was going to say the great thing about that game it was so Adebayor scored with like 20 minutes to go and we were what like 4-1 up on aggregate and the whole crowd just went yeah we could we could lose this <laughs> yeah. it, was just, it was just so Tottenham that whole energy got sucked out of the place for 10 minutes because they were uh, still three goals behind on aggregate <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's really worryingly tragic is I remember that exact feeling and that was from 2008 like I can literally remember that exact feeling. Thing, oh my god, here we go. We're going to draw four all. That's it. I think we'd all be, we'd all been stung so badly by that Man United five three, hadn't we? Like that was that was that was just kind of like one of the one of the worst sort of Spursies of all time. Um, right. So we've got such a, a good lineup this week because it's very diverse in terms of where people are currently sitting on the Tottenham spectrum. And although we've got the good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful to go through, I feel like. We try to want to kind of mitigate circumstances here and, 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 and get rid of as many bads and uglies as possible because I feel like people need as much positive energy as possible. So um, I, I want to start with firstly the beautiful, which was Toby Alderweireld and his very lovely tweet that he put out this week. Um, he put out a tweet saying that he was basically going to provide a load of stuff for people that are in, in hospitals who need ways of getting in touch with their family. But Jono, can you tell us what he said that sort of particularly piqued your interest? Uh, he said he was going to buy a load of tablets and take them round to schools. <laughs> and I genuinely thought he found a vaccine for this stuff. 
<laughs> when I watched it, he, yeah, he said, I'm going to provide a load of tablets for people who need it right now. And I, I thought, wow, he's going out chucking out paracetamol. Who do, like, you, just, think, who do you think the Spurs player <laughs> most likely to find the vaccine in his free time? Great question. God, very good, good question. question. Oh... Who have we got? Who Dan? Who impresses you with like the most intelligent? Like when when they walk past you, mix zone wise. Eric um, Dyer. Yeah, Vertonghen, Vertonghen and Dyer are, are smart guys. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe Dyer because you know he's had some health problems in the last few months, so maybe he's sort of thinking big. You know, how can I? Yeah, you know, how can I help humanity? Yeah, I I was even going to say him or or Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane can fix anything usually. So yeah, I mean that I thought that was really lovely, and I thought the fact that Alderweireld is kind of given a little bit of a steer, and, and uh, there'll be people who who neg on it and uh, just said, "Oh, you've got all this money," like what sort of uh, I don't know what the phrase is, but people say you could do a lot more with it. But I just think at this stage, just showing a bit of enthusiasm and showing a more nurturing side is really really important. I'm wondering how long it is before football, just in general, tries to step up. You know. Jude, have you been uh, have you been keeping across the kind of the social angle of people doing very lovely altruistic things? Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many more Tottenham bits I saw. There's a there's a story going around that um, Andy Robertson helped keep six food banks afloat in Glasgow or something like that, um, which is very lovely to see. Um, on the Spurs spectrum, I'm not too sure really. Um... It does kind of make you wonder, doesn't it? I think there's probably a lot of appetite there on behalf of players to go and do really amazing stuff, but they I feel like they need some guidance in terms of what they can actually tangibly do. Yeah, they shouldn't be going out and lobbing paracetamol just out in the open for sure. <laughs> they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> Willy, yeah, Willy. that's not the advice. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Dan, I wondered actually. I know I said we wouldn't go into the sort of the bad or the ugly. But something perhaps slightly less pleasant. Am I right in saying that Spurs were still the only team training at the back end of last week? Uh, Burnley were as well. And Man City might have been. Man City wouldn't tell anyone what they were doing, so no one was clear if they were training or not. Uh, unlike them. Yes, very shady. <laughs> Spurs were training up until Thursday, yeah. And, and the reasoning being that at that point, they still did technically have to play again at the beginning of April. There were no cases. They were monitoring the players really closely. Um, it was it was a tricky one, sort of morally, and I actually tried to write a piece about it saying, you know, is this the right or wrong decision? And ultimately, I found it hard to feel really strongly either way. I think the longer it had gone on, it had it gone on for a long time, we would have now been be feeling very uncomfortable about it. But obviously, they, they stopped training at the end of last week. Um, so, you know, in, in purely footballing terms, they might actually benefit from having trained for a bit longer when, when the game returns. But I think that's just so far down the list of anyone's priorities or considerations at the moment um, that it feels like a moot point. Yeah. In terms of like communication on behalf of the club, at what point did, um, at what point did kind of just media stop? In what sense? I mean, obviously, when football shut down... There was a press conference due to happen that day. I think it was a Friday, wasn't it? And obviously that didn't take place. The club's press team is still available over the phone, but there's just 
not much going on really. Um, so there's only so much they can do. Um, mm-hmm. There was the John McDermott news at the back end of last week, which was you know basically something happening. But apart from that, there's not much happening. And I wonder, like, it must be either a mixture of very frustrating for Mourinho not being able to get face time with players, or at the same time, this might be really, really helpful. Because as we outlined last time, there's so many players waiting to come back off that injury list, isn't there, Hunter? That we were sort of saying that we might be one of the few teams that really, really benefit from this time. Yeah, I think if if you look at the squad now and where the squad could be in a couple of months, it's, it's, it's you know night and day. We could end up with four world-class players back in the squad, which would change the luck of our season dramatically, you'd imagine. Um, but like as Dad, Dan said, it's all a bit of a mute point at the moment because, you know, like I said to you before, Henry, Henry Winter has sort of said, "Oh well, my sources claim it's going to be October." So, who knows? Yeah, it's a it's a real it, the, one of the I think one of the most difficult bits of this last kind of two weeks or so has been actually sourcing news working out what what on earth you kind of can take on board and, and, and what you just kind of swipe away. I'm interested, Hunter, when you said four world-class players, who did you have as your four world-class <laughs> players? I sort of said that's a bit of a flippant comment. <laughs> uh, well, Kane, Kane, Son, and I guess you'd include Bergvine. And Sissoko, look, they all play for their international teams. Uh, world-class was probably strong. Two world-class players and two uh, international quality players. Jono, I saw you nodding when we said about the players returning. Tell me, like, is on a, on a, a kind of a, as someone who's quite um, keen to give Mourinho time, that must be music to your ears. Yes, it's funny. Hunter mentioned four players. I had a look at some numbers, as is my want, with certainly nothing else to do. Um, players that players that have now are out under Mourinho. Uh, Ndombele has played 25% of minutes under uh, Mourinho. Whether he's been injured or not, he's someone that when we bought him for 55 million, you'd expect to play every minute of every game, which is a record signing, and he's brilliant when he's fit. You'd ex- he's got to be counted as someone who's effectively been unavailable for Mourinho for whatever reason. Larissa has played 30%, Soko 40%, Kane just over 50%, Son 60%. That's almost the spine of our team, by the centre-halves. Those players have pretty much been unavailable to Mourinho on the whole. And until we get those players back, I don't think we can judge them out. Let's say this had been a Nagelsmann problem. We'd probably be saying, oh, he hasn't got those players. But there's almost, and I don't want to use this word at the moment, but an underlying dislike of Jose Mourinho, which is sort of, for me anyway, has clouded a lot of people's thoughts on this situation. And until we get those four or five players back, I don't really think we can judge him. Dan, you, 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 you're a little bit unconvinced on the end on Bele side, aren't you? Of what? Sorry, of in, Johnny's in point. Of, yeah. Um. No, I mean, I don't think I, I, I don't think that was unreasonable. I think, yeah, with Ndombele, I was, I'm certainly keener to defend him than some people, but it's getting increasingly difficult to defend him, frankly. Um. Every with every passing game, he looked less fit. He's now got a kind of fairly good opportunity, you'd feel, to get himself in shape in this extended break. Um, albeit, you know, he's under the same restrictions as the rest of us, but still, you know, the club sent every player a 
individual training plan. They should have more space in their living rooms than we do to do some exercise. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really disagree that, that Ndombele's effectively been unavailable at times because he's just been unable to do more than 45 to 60 minutes, which has been a massive problem. And while I don't agree with Mourinho publicly calling him out necessarily, frankly, it's about time he sorted it out. Uh, it's quite. Do you know what's quite strange is that there's. I know it's their job, but there's an expectation there that the players would be motivated to keep fit at home. And I don't know about you lot, but honestly, just I, I sort of consider the idea of doing a sit up, and then I sort of just go to the fridge and open it and just sort of look around and see what's there. How about, how about you, Jude? Have you been keeping super trim? Super trim. Um, well, I'm not super trim to start with, mate. To be honest, but. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been out for a grand total of two runs and I played some football at a socially acceptable distance on Saturday but I think that's going to be it for a while it's going to be push-ups and sit-ups like you say for uh, for three or four months oh, it's a grim thought <laughs> it, it really is isn't it particularly when you sort of if you go around the supermarkets the food that tends to be available is beige carbs Um so yeah, it's a little bit more, a little bit more difficult. John, I'm keen to go back to kind of what we will consider the good this week. Um, you've sort of been quite um, supportive, well, not necessarily supportive of Mourinho, but supportive of the idea of giving him time. What is it that you've seen, or what is it that you want to see before you're prepared to kind of? I, I don't want anyone to pass judgment, but read a little bit more into what he's going to do at Spurs. What I've seen, and we just touched on it really, is squad be decimated and people have said things like oh yeah but Newcastle had 11 players out but they haven't had players out this long like we've lost Soko, Ain and Son for almost half a season or three four months each I just look back at what happened at the end of Pochettino like our most possession in games this season were Villa at home Watford at home Newcastle at home great pass Villa with Watford and we were lucky lost to Newcastle and also I think Sheffield United at home Nothing was happening with the ball under Pochettino. Okay, Mourinho's gone probably far too much the other way. He almost has to now. If we try to attack with the players we've got at the moment, we're just going to get picked off. So I think he's being pragmatic, a little bit too pragmatic. Um, And I just go back to until he's got his squad or this squad, we can't judge him. What do I want him to do? Yeah, I want him to play nice football, but I don't really get that with Mourinho. I want, to, I want to win a trophy, and I believe he is someone who will deliver that for us. Even he's going to need some money, whether he gets that or not, who knows. But his best players have got to be available, and they're just not. Lucas Moore is playing every game, every minute of every game. Lucas Moore, in my opinion, yeah, he should start games, but really, he's an effective substitute. And he's been worked into the ground. That's not what was expected when Mourinho took over. Go on, I can see you nodding, Jude. What's what, what's your thoughts, mate? Oh, I mean, I, I'm still undecided on Mourinho in or out. I think I'm mainly in just because of my hatred for other sports writers who slag him off for just, you know, <laughs> things that are out of his control. It seems really whack to say, oh, this team don't have any attacking intent or anything like that because of what he's got at his disposal at the moment. I mean, you're, yeah, you're playing Lucas Moura and Deli Alley up front, and they're not—they're not natural strikers. They're not players who can hold the ball up and bring others into play as well as someone like Harry Kane. So we're not going to have the ball. And like, yeah, as, like as you say, if we're going to push forward, we're just going to get picked off. So he's in this horrible sort of situation where we've just got 
nothing really going up front. None of our good players. Everyone's out injured. It's it's hard to really judge <laughs> and be yeah, one I, foot I, I, in either camp. I I sort of stuck the the question to to I don't know how whether you've come across uh, Jack Hussey Tetrunk on Twitter. Do you know? But I, I chucked in the question last week of just like how would he like to see us line up once those players are fit again? Um, once those players are fit again, are you in the camp of thinking that Mourinho needs then an entire sort of four month period with a with a preseason in order for us to see what he's trying to do? Yeah, a hundred percent. Mourinho has a way of playing. Some people like it, some people don't. I, and I feel like we just we lost Kane, and that happened. It happens every season. Son had been hit and miss. We got back into our stride, won, what, three games in a row in all competitions. The Villa game wasn't pretty, but we won it. And everything just started to lift, having lost Kane. We just got over it. And he lost Son again, and it all went flat again. I just don't believe he's been able to do whatever it is he wants to do. He's not been able to do it. Hunter, we in in the week on our other show on the on the Nightingale YouTube channel, we we went through take the ball past the ball, didn't we? The the documentary about Barcelona from 08 through 12, and there was a, a section on that where Danny Alves talked about Mourinho. Um, I don't know if you remember that. Do you want to just kind of outline what what he what he said? Uh, what was it? There's a rough idea of basically when things start to go wrong, he he's not the man you want to be around. Right? Was that it? Yeah, it was. It, yeah. The, the, essentially, that was the the message is that when when people who are serial winners start to lose, you want to stay out of their way because things are about to kick off. We did the wrong. And, we did the wrong job. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And not, well, I suppose that's one of the things, Dan, that we discussed before, isn't it? Is that the, whether maybe necessarily the the philosophy of the club. Is, is going to back him up because we talked about potential signings, but all of the noises so far seem to be that he's not going to get a huge amount this summer. How much do you believe that? I think that's pretty obvious. I mean, Levy's gone on record now saying that if you look at the minutes from the Supporters Trust Board to Board meeting with the club, Levy repeatedly talks down the need for big spending and says it's, there's no correlation between spending and success, which is something. He said quite frequently before, and he also said the transfer budget will be hit uh, if Spurs don't qualify for the Champions League. And I think if you saw the accounts at the end of last week, they really undermined, underlined rather the importance of Champions League qualification because there was a lot of money earned from that run to the final, obviously, last season. But yeah, I don't think there's going to be big money, but I think Spurs, to Mourinho, in Mourinho's credit, um, he's been quite ruthless getting out unwanted players that Pochettino wasn't really able or willing to do, like when Yammer and Rose, he handled the Ericsson situation quite well. So I think that there will be money to spend on player sales. And if he if he's ruthless with a, with a couple of the players that have gone a bit stale, naming no names, gets, gets them out the door, then he'll be able to spend the money they've recouped. And there'll be a bit of budget. But it, again, it's just all so uncertain at the moment. I mean, having a look at Levy's statement, that went with the financial figures last week, he was even warning that the situation could undermine the future stability of the club, which was really strong stuff for him. So I think at the moment it's just impossible to say where we're going to be or even when the transfer window is going to be. It might be quite soon. You know, if clubs agree that they should have it now. Um, so, yeah, who knows really. 
Go on, Hunter. Sorry, what were you going to say, mate? No, I was just going to say it's, it's it's an interesting one because will we even have an extended um, transfer window? Will will you be able to sign players from other countries? Will you be able to move players around like that? It's all it's all up in the air, and yeah, quite quite a strange one. Also, you can't send scouts out to watch players that you you had interest in. You have to go on videos you've seen. Before. Obviously, there's plenty of videos now, but you know, scouts go around the world constantly watching specific players in certain areas and that just that won't be happening so and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens this uh this summer um yeah but the, one thing one thing i will say on to go back to your discussion just now is that it looks like there's probably not going to be much of a pre-season because obviously uefa has already set the dates for euro 2021 so not only does this season have to be finished but next season has to start on time and we've got to fit in a whole other campaign next year, potentially. So it looks like there might not be much of a pre-season this year, which I think would be awful because Mourinho would then spend the whole of next year saying how he didn't have a pre-season, <laughs> which I'm really not looking forward to. Oh, um, he didn't have the International really Champions Cup to get his players nice and prime. <laughs> the Audi. Uh, yeah. there, there, for me, there's kind of like a... In the back of my mind, I think it's just the, the annoying thing about being a Spurs fan is that you always allow yourself that little bit of like, oh, hang on a second, what if? And you could, you sort of dream a bit. And somewhere in the dark recesses of my mind, there's a really rose-tinted view that when the season comes back, or if it does, that Mourinho's had a bit of time away. He suddenly got players fit. And then when they come back, we'll be in a better position than the likes no, of... Right, and what I think it was... You just mentioned the International Champions Cup. That lineup against Norwich was like a team you'd pick for the second half of a friendly in July. Like, he's so bare bones. Like, respect to Skip. He's been, he, I've seen him, that video going around of the John and 21s saying how good he is. And I watched some of that game and he played really well. Whatever. But he shouldn't be really in the first team at the moment. And that team was just so patched up and put together. And Hopefully, when we start again, whenever it is, we won't be patched up. We can, you know, can be positive again. Yeah, I'm, there's a there's a part of me that's just really hoping, and I, I wouldn't have any idea as to whether it's the case or not. But if you've got complete access to any football archive that you you need, if you're in Mourinho's position and you can watch and analyse anything. We've probably got one of the best analysts in the game in charge of our club right now. You, you'd sort of hope that by the time that we do come back, he would be in a really good position to kind of say what he would like to do, albeit if there is a very, very short... We're hearing today, a couple of people have said to us that it might be the case that there's a kind of two-week fitness window for clubs. If, if it goes behind closed doors, there'll be a, a couple of week fitness window to get players up to speed which is not a huge amount, but we'll be in the same position as every other team. And that's where I'm hoping that we start to see this kind of, that 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 wily nous that people talked about Mourinho, of him being able to just get over the line in games. I mean, it's unprecedented and we've never seen a situation like this before, but that's the, that's, that's the hope anyway. Um, before we move on to our kind of top trump section to finish up, has anyone got any other business that they wanted to touch on? Is Lamella going to get a hip injury before we come back? (laughs) (laughs) Somehow, find a way. Lamella finds a way. Um, Jono, I'm I'm massively putting you on the spot here. But as you're like the king of stats, 
Um, I feel like whenever, um, I know a lot of Spurs fans feel this way, I feel like whenever Lamelo's on the pitch, he gets booked. Are his are his booking stats as, as bad Hang as on. you would think? Hang <laughs> on. Um, don't think so. Um, I feel like he's one of those players mm. that when he, when he doesn't start, um, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. I feel like he he should be so much. I, love, I, I want to love him. But when he does start, you're like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember why we don't pick him anymore. But he... he... <laughs> <laughs> and then whenever he gets subbed on, he wants to make yeah. impacts, which is um, as someone. not been booked as much as you think. He was booked nine times in 2015-16, but only eight times in four seasons since then in the league. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It feels like he's booked every bloody week. Um, right, let's, let's let's slide on. I want to finish up. There was something that was doing the rounds on Twitter this morning, and it was um, the idea of four players that mean something to you, um, or, or sort of or, on an emotional level meant something to you. And I wondered whether you guys had four Spurs players. We we'll take it in turns, and I'll give you some breathing room, some time to think. So um, mm. my the first p- picture of a player I had him on was Darren Anderson. God knows why, because he was like always injured sort of in and out of the team but when he was good he was very good so he was my mm. first one then I had Teddy Sheringham who absolutely broke my heart when he moved to Man United and I thought I'd never forgive him and then he came back and he was just absolutely phenomenal um, then Luka Modric who is still I think the best player that I've watched in a in a Spurs shirt dominating a game and, and just driving the team all over the place and then Gareth Bale for just being absolutely elite and world-class at a time when we could have very, very easily been incredibly shit. Mm. Um, but I wondered <laughs> yeah. whether anyone had had uh, any other players that they'd like to add in as people that kind of like on some emotional level meant something to them. I've got, uh, I have to say, Dimitar Berbatov, when he joined, that was just like the coolest player in the world. I, was, I just loved him. Loved the way he played. He just looked... Way too good for us as well. Most games, <laughs> so I just remember thinking this guy could play for anyone, which is it's a weird feeling watching those players play for your team. And then the other one for me, Musa Dembele, who I think will, will forever be a criminally underrated uh, central midfielder. Like you, you saw, you saw what happened to our midfield after he left, even when he was at fifty percent fitness. Like the guy, the guy held held together players who probably weren't good enough to be at the club. And uh, his physicality, strength, speed, you know, you ask every Spurs player who's played with him and they'll say he's the best player that he played, they played with. Do you know what, Hunter? I think that, that, that point you made about Berbatov is a very mm. uh, like Spurs thing, isn't it? To have someone that just feels a little bit too good for us. Have yeah, we sort of moved on that. from it in the last. Yeah. In the last, uh, under Pochettino, we sort of moved on uh, from it. Celso uh, feels way it. too good for the city. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually a very good. Uh, at the moment, he must be looking around and going, "What have I done?" Yeah, he's I think that. I think that. But then again, he did come from Betis, and we're definitely better than Betis. But you could see him going on to Real Madrid, which is kind of where yeah, he'll end up. Yeah, just at the moment, in the last kind of ten games, he's just looked by far the best player in the Spurs shirt. For, for understandable reasons, yeah. and he must just be thinking, mm. you know, what is going on around me? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> the thing is, as well, that Betis team that he left, left played some absolutely world-class football. They were, they were a great team to watch. Um, and it, so it must be yeah, a bit of a culture shock for him in more than one way. 
Dan, have you got any um, any Spurs players? To yeah, add? I mean, can I add a non-Spurs one? Because Matt Letizia was the player I most enjoyed watching uh, when I when I was growing really? up. Really? I think so. Yeah, like he was of 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 my era, and I was a Spurs and Oxford United fan, but they were both rubbish at the time. <laughs> I've got I've got Klinsman on my list. I don't know if I'm showing my age, but mainly because mainly because when he signed him, I remember exactly one of them things. You remember where you were? I, it was summer holidays, and I'd been at football camp in Edgware in, near London, and we came out, and my mum made some comment like, "You signed a player." I was like, "Okay, who?" You had to listen to the news, then wait for the sports news at that time. They mentioned it, so I rang my dad on the massive car phone to say we signed Clinton. Like, it's just a totally different time. Like, it was so out of the blue. You could never sign somebody like that anymore. Like, as in, in the way it happened, in the way you'd know about it for months and months. And well, I want to, I want to throw someone else into that that category then, which is uh, Van der Vaart, which is probably oh, yeah. the last signing yeah. that sort of falls into that category. Where that just sort of came out of nowhere, uh, last day of the transfer window and. I mean, one of those players again who was like, "What are yeah. you doing here? <laughs> you're here at Real Madrid, well, but, and now you're living off." But he got it. From Peter he got Crouch. it, and he loved it, and he really he embraced <laughs> White Hart Lane, and he embraced it massively. And he clearly, like, the way he talks about the club now is so it makes you feel all warm mm. inside. <laughs> You've watched videos yeah. of him shushing fans for days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he got Delicious. the derby. That's it. Straight into a derby, and he and he scored plenty of goals yeah. in the derby as well as. I well. loved it, didn't he? Um, yeah. Jude, right, your last minute. Um, Who are you going to add to the list? Right, um, two purely off watching match of the day when I was a wean. Um, so <laughs> one weird one, which is Andy Reid, purely because he scored a belter oh. belter against Charlton. I think it was. I remember being like, it was like the fifth in a 5-1 win. And I was like, Andy Reid. I may be eight years old right now, but I can tell you're going to be a star. And, you know, we know. <laughs> Not so much. Andy yeah. did. Oh, Andy did, Andy did. Um, and then Jermaine Genus for that free kick at Old Trafford as well. I think that was like a 1-1 draw, but he just, fucking, he just curled it beautifully. Um, Aaron Lennon as well. Just for his little shimmy, yeah, little one. shimmy byline, far post, goal, once in Aaron ten Lennon games. Well, the goal against Chelsea in that game we finally beat. Them. We did the little shimmy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lovely. Much better than Luke. Probably <laughs> <laughs> a whole podcast in itself. <laughs> I was looking the other the other week. I was looking for. Don't ask me why. I was looking for Andy Reid's highlights on uh, YouTube. <laughs> And if you search for Andy Reid goals, it comes up with Andy Reid Irish Messi as the, <laughs> as, the number one, as the number one video result on YouTube right now, which is absolutely oh, fab. Right, guys, I think that was a very uplifting uh, 40 minutes of, of Tottenham chat. So I hope people have enjoyed that. Um, thanks so much to Dan and Jono for joining. It's been an absolute pleasure. And fingers crossed we've got some football to get you back on to talk about in the near future. Um, oh. Guys, we're... Where where can everyone find you, Dan, on Twitter? Uh, Dan KP. On Twitter and Jono? Jono Payne. I will put links in the in the description on the podcast as well so people can get you nice and easily. Um, and the same for, for Jude and Hunter. Guys, thanks so much. Stay healthy, stay safe. Cheers, lads. Be good, and we'll see everyone next time. Take care.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.